Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Okay. Well, anyway, it's almost like we've done, we're like slap happy. You know how we get after we've recorded one or two? It's only because this is literally like the fifth start for one single episode. So <laughs> as much as our listeners get the pleasure of listening to what seems like a quite perfect recording, it is nothing <laughs> of the sort ever. Yeah, One day we'll have to do a video recording also of the whole entire setup because that we might be able to like make it big and in the comedy world <laughs> you know maybe it's a, it's a hell of an idea actually i know i know guess what we're talking about today <laughs> <laughs> i think we're talking about earthing yes we are yes we are so we're gonna tell you all about it and i was not i mean i'd heard of earthing but i really didn't know much about it until lauren surprised me and bought me an earthing book by clinton uber and steven sinatra md and martin zucker but it's okay. Just called Earthing, the most important health discovery ever. That's one of the books I wrote down because that's one of the mats that I was I was reading all on which ones are which, and oh, we'll get to that later. So okay, cool beans. So what it, what on the earth is Earthing, Kat? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, Tanya. <laughs> well, earthing uh, is also known as grounding, allows people to directly connect their bodies with the earth and use its natural electric charges to stabilize them. And this practice involves walking barefoot outdoors or using indoor grounding systems while sleeping or sitting. And although it can positively impact the mind, this form of grounding differs from the practice used in mental health treatments. Earthing research suggests that it can reduce pain, reduce your stress, reduce inflammation, and there's also an improvement in your overall well-being. So it this technique restores the connection between your body and the electrical currents of the earth. Because I love that. And when it comes time to talking about the, the biomats that we're going to talk about mm -hmm. later, then I'm going to give my little counterintuitive argument. But until <laughs> then... <laughs> So what what I was when I was looking at the research that I was doing I thought that it was quite interesting that the term grounding and the term earthing actually comes from when the very first lightning rod was invented it's literally being used to take the electrical current from the air and put it back safely into the ground without damaging anything on its way mm -hmm. And I that was like, awesome. it, well, it is that kind is of awesome. interesting that that's how it originally, so literally what grounding is asking us to do is like be this really amazing connected unit to mm -hmm. the earth so that external electricity doesn't bother us because we are grounded uh -huh. by the earth's connectivity. And I was like, oh, how fascinating. I love that. So yeah, like think of yourself as literally the lightning rod and then not 
allowing. We live in a home full of electricity. We drive in a vehicle that's full of, you know, movement. And then we get to the places and we've got UV lights strobing at us. We've got, you know, noise and radio and cellular towers and all of this, right? It's literally asking us to like put our feet on the ground and be that lightning rod mm-hmm. so that love, we love, love can that. remain stable. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. It is quite mm. cool. Do you want to know a little history of earthing? I do. All right. Throughout history, indigenous societies have spoused the earth's healing power. As we know, you know, you can look back through any, you know, especially like the Indians, uh, the Chinese, they've all gone over how the earth can heal us. But they've, it's described in a lot of ways. For example, in Chinese medicine, the term qi is defined as the vital energy that fills the universe. And ancient philosopher Gi Hong said, people reside within qi and qi resides within people. From heaven and earth down to the 10,000 things, each one requires qi to live. This belief and study of the earth's natural energies is also found in Europe in the 19th century. In 1891, Louis Kuhn published The New Science of Healing, then a book Return to Nature in 1896, which encouraged people to begin walking barefoot outdoors. And I mean, this is back in the late 1800s. That's pretty crazy. And just a few decades later, George Starr White, an American doctor, began investigating use of sleeping while grounded, connecting copper wires affixed to home pipes to improve your quality of sleep. And even now, modern scientists still advocate for Earth's electrons abilities to balance our body's electrical currents. And this grounding technique continues to grow and get mainstream attention as people begin to search for kind of simple and inexpensive ways to heal themselves. Right. And I think it's it's cool that you allude to that because as the, I was doing the reading that I had been doing, you know, it was focusing on that, like planting your feet, allowing for that really lovely electron exchange between mm-hmm. the earth and yourself and how, and we know this scientifically, like the body is, is always trying to move into a place of homeostasis. Like we're all trying to return back to normal in sound training and vibrational therapy. We call it trying to return to a state of order, put our feet in the grass and we allow for that electron exchange. The body is literally trying to synchronize with the earth's natural frequency. We're Mm -hmm. trying to return to natural order, the same order that the earth resides in Mm -hmm. because we allow ourselves to allow chaos in (laughs) and we get out of order. Like literally way out of order. We should just hang these signs. Excuse me, I'm out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Do not talk to me right now. I'm out of order. (laughs) That is fascinating. It's interesting, though, because you think about it on the most basic level. Everything that we have moved from, from the time of indigenous tribes and wearing natural clothing and or, you know, cave people for that matter being barefoot in the dirt we are like oh no 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 we don't want that we want beautiful shoes and we want them maybe on platforms and we want stiletto heels and we want you know like 
like mm-hmm. even from the most base level, we're putting a ginormous obstruction between ourselves and the earth. Mm-hmm. And we spend a lot of money on that obstruction. Oh, and we don't want all that dirt on us. No, we want to be clean. And uh, so you know. go move, take that up a level. So not only do we not walk around barefoot, but then we build homes and we put concrete between mm-hmm. us and the earth. And then sometimes we're in a high rise and we're sleeping several hundred feet above yeah. above the earth, you know? And so now it's like, okay, how much further can we take ourselves from mm-hmm. the earth? Yeah. Like quite literally. Yep. It is it is amazing when you try and wrap your brain around it. And then it's mm-hmm. no wonder that like for us Minnesotans, when the spring comes, we're all like, <laughs> throw the windows open, go outside, you know, dig in the dirt, like play around, listen to the birds. Like these are, these are all the things we crave all winter long mm-hmm. is to, to smell the breeze, to be one with nature again. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mentioned you Minnesotans because we did the same thing in upstate New York too. But I got really tickled that when I went to visit Minneapolis in March and Edward and I were bundled up like two little you know people from the tundra and there it was it was a nice day for minnesota and in that it wasn't snowing or raining and it was very overcast there were people outside running in shorts and it was like 28 degrees and i was like i love cold so much but even i was like i think i want to put some pants on (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're a bunch of nerdies when you when we talk about earthing one of the first things i thought i mean i grew up in tennessee and of course you know this you know people always think you run around barefoot all the time in Tennessee. Well, I I kind of ran around barefoot a lot as a kid because I was out riding horses and it's easy to hold on to them when you're when you're barefoot. So I did run around barefoot a lot. But when I was looking at this book, I was like, well, why should I practice earthing? I mean, what kind of benefit would I be getting from it in my life? And so I started looking up different things. And so if you experience anxiety or depression, earthing may help you. Don't quit taking your meds if you're taking anxiety or depression meds, but it may help you. If you have chronic fatigue, earthing may help you. If you're dealing with cardiovascular disease, earthing may help. If you have PTSD or traumatic memories, earthing may help. If you struggle with pain and inflammation, it may help also. Mm -hmm, 100%. And the reason for this is because that whole electron exchange that we were talking about Mm -hmm. literally helps restore the body's natural systems. It's because of that it absorbs the the free radicals that are happening mm-hmm. in the body, which is taking us back to a place of even electrical systems, which is going to help, like you say, decrease our inflammatory response, improve our immunity. Like on a very base level, mm-hmm. it's like electrotherapy. And although we don't love that in medicine, there are times and places where it is necessary to do electrotherapy. Well, and there's all different kinds of earthing techniques. So, I mean, you don't necessarily have have to literally hook yourself up to electricity, you can just walk around outside barefoot. You can go outside on a beautiful day and lay on the ground. Just lay on the ground and feel that connection. You can go swimming. You can take a bath. Those are two easy ways to ground. Be in the water. Yeah, yeah ground uh, gardening is a great way. And you can garden and you can like make food for your family. 
and then eat it and reap the benefits of it. Yeah. So yeah, Mm -hmm. like sitting in the grass, but also if, if you are in a place where maybe being outside like Minnesota in the Mm -hmm. deep cold of January, instead have plants indoors, have Mm -hmm. rocks, have a little water fountain, have things that are going to be earthy or grounding for you and do it in the form of fresh flowers. I'm, I'm a proponent for lose that once a day cup of Starbucks coffee or caribou coffee. Sorry, Starbucks and caribou. But <laughs> instead, maybe drop $5 in a bouquet of, you know, daisies from the grocery store or the gas station. I don't care. But have fresh flowers, have living things in your mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that does mean Tanya gives you permission to go out and buy rocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. You know, we got we got rocks. You know, some of the rocks, the Amazonite that you gave me went with me to Europe and I felt very grounded having it. I love yeah, that. That's, uh, I felt that little connection there. I'm going to make know. a t-shirt that says, I fly with rocks. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Because <laughs> I do fly with rocks and I know you do. <laughs> but you know, when we were talking about different ways you can ground, you know, another thing is the grounding mats, the blankets, the patches, the socks. Well, I saw that socks on there and so I immediately had to get onto Amazon and put in grounding products and there's a whole company called Huga H-O-O-G-A that has grounding products so incredible I know you were going to talk about some of the grounding mats but they have those they also have grounding yoga mats and they have grounding socks now I don't understand quite what makes them grounding socks do you know? I don't know what's in them that are they did they tell you what's in them is it the fabric content they're anti-static socks so they help you connect with the earth and they help to eliminate electrostatic charges and low body voltage wonder what that means interesting that would be contributing your free radicals again but on on the on the flip like i also feel like okay if if you're gonna spend i don't know what it what do those socks cost 15 20 dollars they cost 1883 yeah, so here's my thing. So, <laughs> like, I I would buy instead, in my personal opinion, a bottle of lovely oil that you could use and instead rub oil on your feet every night. Mm-hmm. And you can, I mean, you're going to get so many other effects other than just the anti-static, but you're also not going to have a static issue if you've got oil on your feet, promise you. So, uh, you know, I just, there's part of it that I'm like, okay, we've clearly made businesses out of everything. Oh, yeah. Right. And absolutely. So, but I'm like, okay, we're making a business out of making a commodity out of the earth. Friends, just go outside. Yeah. Just get your butt outside. Because <laughs> if you don't want to walk in it or lay in it, just go set your butt down. Yeah. Sit on your deck and enjoy. Go the meditate. And yeah. meditate. Okay. That being said, now I'm not <laughs> trying to ditch all business on grounding because I do feel like there is a time and a place. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to give some, you know, maybe some drastic examples like think about one would be you know an elderly person whom you love that you know can't get outside so much mm-hmm. having a grounding mat for them would be lovely because mm-hmm. it's going to give them what they need for that electron exchange but then with it also friends get them a plant even if it's a succulent and you know that they don't have to worry about watering it or something mm-hmm. some rocks on their bedside table you know give them nature 
at all in its best right there in their room wherever they are. So that would be my drastic example. Everything there from it, sure. Could I totally probably use a grounding mat in December and January when it's the middle of the winter, you've got the stress of the holidays, you've got all kinds of things going and you could probably use a little extra nature? 100%. Yes. Is that the best time to repot plants? Hell yeah. In your, <laughs> in your cold garage, mm-hmm. put on your little winter moon boots and go out and repot your plants and put your hands in the dirt and then bring those lovely little plants back into your house, all nice, fresh mm-hmm. dirt. So whatever it takes to get the grounding done, to mm-hmm. get the earthing done, do what it takes, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's if you're not a big plant person, grow some herbs. Grow some you know, herbs. I don't have, I've got some plants that I can't kill <laughs> downstairs. Yeah. I don't do a lot of plants because I do overwater them and I know that. But I mean, I, do, I grow herbs and I use them for cooking. And so I like things to have a purpose a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. you can find stuff you like, or if you want pretty flowers, you know, find something that you enjoy doing. So not only does it help connect you to the earth, but it's going to give you a little bit of just time off from everything to work in the dirt. Yeah, for sure. And so there's a lot to be said for, you know, the earthing mats and the quality of the earthing mats. Because I promise you, all of you are going to like pop off of this podcast and you're going to go type in earthing mats. and You're going to see a thousand different earthing mats out there and their costs are going to range. And so you're all going to be like, how do I even know? What, what's the best mat? What's not the mm-hmm. best mat? So there is research that has been done and it would be worth it for you to investigate if you are considering because there are biomats out there. There's crystal mats out there. There's a, a ton of different mats. And does it have to be a mat that specifically says earthing on it? Mm-hmm. No, it does not. So there are different kinds of biomats. There's chakra mm-hmm. biomats. There's all kinds of mats. So play around with with looking at reading the benefits, seeing what's in your budget to determine mm-hmm. before you make a decision, right? You know Wait. what I just found? Mm. Speaking before you get off the mats, on that Hooga H-O-O-G-A grounding mat, it's only $29.95 and you can stand on it or you can put your computer on it. That would be kind of cool. Neato. I know. So what do you think? Do you think the electricity from the computer would thwart the benefits from the grounding mat if it's under it? What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, So some of them that I have investigated, I do really love the idea of them also having, you know, crystals in them, doing crystal therapy at the same time that you're doing your earthing and your grounding. So there's there's a lot of them out there. Investigate them. But I think it's important for us to mention a couple of the things like, well, Kat had referred to the book Earthing specifically that she was given as a gift. And that book is by Clint Ober, Uber, I'm not quite sure how you say his name. And he's got some MDs that went along with him on the, you know, writing of that book. And he's also got a grounding mat that goes with it. So you can purchase it as a package deal, right? There is also a book called The Earth Prescription. And this book is by Laura Conover, Conover, K-O-N-I-V-E-R. And she also has a an earthing mat that goes along with her 
her book. And there's also a movie that goes along with it that, you know, describes the hows and whys. So if you like, you know, your documentaries, that's that's a good resource to use. But there is a ton of research now out there on earthing and the importance of grounding. You can find information on New York Times. You can find information on Mayo Clinic. You can find, I mean, there's a ton of information. Mm-hmm. I think another one of them was like Rutgers University. So if, if you feel like this seems like something you need, like you're like, no matter what I try at home, it's just not enough. I do need some assistance. Then buy for sure. Find yourself a mat that fits in your budget. Find yourself some earthing things. Do what you need to do so that you can get that daily grounding mm-hmm. and include that in your daily routine or your healthy habits like make that be part of you know what you're working towards in your Mm -hmm. healthy lifestyle absolutely and another thing about earthing just like anything else that you do you have to recognize that it's not going to be a quick fix so it does require patience and perseverance so you know if you go outside and walk on the ground one time and expect to be magically cured of anxiety it's not going to happen like that but the benefits are very encouraging and you know you can always find someone in your area that is an earthing guide that can help lead you i have not looked at where the sources the resources are to find the them are anyway just google earthing professionals you know but like tanya said make it part of your routine and literally write it down in your daily practice and commit to it give yourself i don't know everyone's so different but look at yourself today if you decide to start making that part of your life and just kind of track how you feel monthly and just yeah. see if you notice a difference consistency is key in this case and like you said it's not going to be like wow i went and put my feet in the grass yesterday and today i'm here <laughs> like it, it's with all things it's like with meditation and journaling and yoga and we could talk about grounding in yoga too that importance mm-hmm. of having you know a, a mat that maybe is a little bit more natural made products and really trying to get in touch with grounding and or you know once a week taking your practice outside you know and just in general being really really committed to that grounding while you're practicing yoga Mm -hmm. and I think that you know part of all of that is you know when we talk about that daily routine it's really making sure that as you say maybe for the vata the amount of time needed to do grounding is, you know, 45 minutes to an hour while for a kapha, you know, maybe just having a rock in their lap during meditation is grounding enough, you know, so mm-hmm. it's very also dependent on your, you know, predisposition. Mm-hmm. If it, I like how you mentioned that meditation can be beneficial outside because if you practice your breath work, if you practice yoga, if you practice meditation in the outside, in the natural environment, you're going to be surrounded by just the energy in our natural world. We're going to feel the flow of prana a lot more intensely. There's going to be less drain and pull from artificial sources in our world. And your meditation may be deeper, especially if you're someone that is calmed by nature anyway. Like if ever you're stressed out and you just have to get outside, if you meditate outside and make a connection with the ground, you probably are going to find that your meditation is a lot different than it is inside. A hundred percent for sure. So yeah, get 
outside, enjoy <laughs> the earth, put your toes in the grass. If you want the books, we've got a couple that we've listed. If you know that you're the kind of person that needs the products, then go and get yourself some mm-hmm. fancy earthing socks and get yourself a bio mat or an earthing mat. Give yourself permission to do whatever it is you need to do so mm-hmm. that you get adequate grounding in a day. Now, one thing, what do you think about this? Because, you know, I know you love rocks and you have them all over your studio and I love rocks and I, we both loved rocks before we knew each other. <laughs> and so that was cool. We're but what do you think sisters. about I know we are. We're all kinds of sisters. But what would you think about um, choosing a rock or two before your practice and setting and holding it and meditating before you practice and then just holding it with you through parts of your practice? That might be kind of interesting. We actually have lots of students now who mm-hmm. are practicing with rocks on their mats studio. We've we have impressed upon our students enough the importance of rocks and crystals that there's a there's <laughs> as a yoga teacher, now not only do you have to worry about walking around and crunching on someone's glasses, but you have to worry about stepping on someone's crystals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, rocks have all that ancient energy in them. Mm, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Well, earthing is an intriguing and powerful way to use natural energy to help ground us and help balance us and to help us revitalize our bodies and our minds. So there's no reason not to try it. It doesn't cost anything to walk walk your little happy ass outside and stick your feet in the dirt or put your hands on the earth. And that doesn't cost a thing. Just go do it. It doesn't cost anything. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Just walk your happy ass. I would love it if everyone had seen your face when I said, just walk your little happy ass. You were like, what? (laughs) Like, okay, we just took it there. (laughs) Get outside, folks. (laughs) (laughs) And that's that. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.